Hello everybody, we are Battleforged, two top level kill team players that are making the move to 40k and have found ourselves as noobs once again. So if you're on our level and just about know how to read a datasheet but want to find out more, follow us on our journey to not sucking in the competitive 40k scene. Once a week, every week, we break down a basic element of 40k to help the new players and discuss what we are still struggling with as we grow. And this week we are going to be continuing on our journey of investigating the super factions. This time we're moving on from Space Marines and looking at the Imperium. The rest of the Imperium, in fact. Spirinid, what is the Imperium? Well, hello, Mr. Glass. The Imperium is... Uh, it encompasses everything from Marines, which we just talked about, which would be Marines, Death Watch, Grey Knights, to what is actually what we're talking about mostly when we're talking about Imperium, the Imperial Guard. Custodies, Sisters of Silence, Sisters of Battle, Admech, Imperial Knights, and some of the other things that I've forgotten. This is a giant, giant faction. Probably the biggest, yes. right? I, th I think you're right. I think this is actually the biggest super faction, Imperium, not even including Space Marines. Just ignore that. Right. Just yeah, Imperium. Yeah, because they still left That's out, it. like, Officio Assassinorum, right? Yeah, so... Something like that. There are these kind of three almost mini-factions within armies of the Imperium, which are the Inquisition, the Officio Assassinorum, and the Sisters of Silence, which are all a weird little thing, which we will cover, but those are kind of, I've got the Games Workshop website up, and we're just going down <laughs> the tick box list. We start with the Depth of Sororitas. What do you know about them? They are nuns with guns. I pronounce it differently. Everyone says sor Sororitas. I say Sororitas, right? Like, Senorita? Sororita? I think that, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's how yeah. it was all this time. But <laughs> then it's like they got an army and people yeah. were actually talking about them in real life. And it was like, have I been wrong this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Sororitas. Yeah, that's an interesting way to say it. Sure. So Adeptus Sororitas or, have just had their codex release. And so far, like, uh, I think like the weekend after it released, or the two week weekends after, uh, you know, one of the guys, uh, Stephen Box from Vanguard Tactics, took them and managed to win a tournament with them already. So, you oh, know, good for you know awesome. uh, yeah, they know what they're doing, I guess. Uh, what what can we really say, like, overall about the Adept Sororitas, though? Uh, I mean, their their iconic unit is going to be something like, you just like I said, a battle sister, right? So think about a space marine but a space marine that was invented to bypass like a rule stipulation like like <laughs> imagine in the fluff of 40k that there was a rules lawyer that figured out a loophole for some cheese to make space marines for people that weren't allowed to have space marines and that's the sisters of battle and and this is an interesting Ooh. thing because i know there's like that ongoing debate we need you know space marines or female or whatever um this is kind of that or it's how i've kind of seen them because uh, I've, I've seen it like that. Like, they were in Rogue Trader, right? And I got the Rogue Trader book, like, 6th edition. So they didn't seem... The concept didn't seem foreign to me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it's like... Uh, that's kind of how I see them. Is like, they're kind of like Space Marines with uh, ladies in the armor. Right? Yeah, they're, they're basically T3 Space Marines. They've got the bolt gun. They've got the power yeah. armor. So 3-up save. Stuff like that. They've got some tanks and stuff. They've got cool flamers. Just a, a neat faction. Yeah, they're very heavy on the flamers and the melters, uh, more so than the marines. But from a fluff perspective, they're, as you say, they're, they're female space marines. Um, but they have a real focus on self-flagellation um, and like being 
even more religious than mm-hmm. Space Marines. You know, some oh, Space Marine chapters are kind of, I mean, they're not that loyal, you know, like they are, but they're not like we worship the Emperor, like they don't have to do that. They don't see him as a god necessarily, right? Like in the fluff, uh, all the Space Marine chapters, some do, you know. Yeah, but some, you know, the Black Templars are, you know, very um, into that, Zealous. I suppose. In, that's yeah. the word, yeah. Whereas yeah. the Sisters of Battle, the Adeptus Sororitas, look at the Black Templars and think, step your game up, lads, okay? Amateurs. They those are, are rookie numbers. you got to pump those up. Exactly. Yeah. They are, I, th- I think they literally refer to themselves as the wives of the Emperor or something like that, you know? Um, so they are very into the emperor and we can see that self-flagellation you said that the the battle sister the standard battle sister is their iconic unit and i agree but i think if you had to pick a second it would be the uh oh sister repentia no okay you know um, that not not the one not the power armored one just oh what are they called just repentias i think yeah uh yeah yeah. Um, who essentially have taken off their power armor because they sinned, and they are now given just a huge, like, chainsword that's, like, as big as them, and they have to run into battle naked. And that's why we have cosplay, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, This that is, is why. <laughs> this is what's to blame for, yes. for what, what, what you see on the internet. This, yeah, is, this is it. All of it. All of the internet's problems stem this, from this. this yes. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, is this army, like, well, let's think about it like this. Because I don't know how much they cost in terms of points. I should have looked at this. <laughs> oh, okay. I do, so uh, you could talk okay. about dollars if you want. <laughs> alright, alright. Uh, in dollars, they don't seem actually that bad, right? There was that box set that was kind of expensive, oh, but that got no, you going. I was going to say the other. I Because they're a brand new army. Like, firstly, oh, that's true, yeah. All of their models are beautiful sculpts right yes like every yes. single battle sister is a unique sister that looks really cool but you're paying for it this is not a cheap yeah. army okay? okay like even just um their their rhino or their predator equivalent is um 30 oh you only know dollars it's like yes. 10 pounds um what would that be it's like when 20... you say pounds yeah, i yeah. double it and then okay, I figure yeah, that's yeah, how many sure. dollars it is. So it's about $20 more expensive than the Marine equivalent. Okay. Okay. So just put that mm. on top of every model, pretty much. They're beautiful, though. Um, they are. You know, the models, like, the first time I ever saw them was at a Kill Team tournament. Uh, it was, like, right after they released. Somebody, my yeah. buddy Anthony had them. And, uh, you know, he put them on the board, and it was just like, wow, man. Like, look at these things. They were so nice. Like, so crisp and fresh like the sculpts you know or yes. like yeah, yeah. just like the cutting edge of what gw can do for and sure. stuff right now yeah super cool and then if you want uh, to look you... at it in terms of points costs they're generally they're kind of middling you know okay they're, they're exactly where you'd expect them to be as we mentioned in the last episode where a space marine is kind of the default it's the standard mm-hmm. it's what everything is measured off and the fact that these are just space marines but they have one point of toughness left, uh, less, means that, yeah, they're just a bit cheaper than Space Marines, to be honest. Gotcha. Um, however, yeah. I would say that if you're looking at, you know, we said that a Space Marine army would be about 40 models, probably. In mm-hmm. this, I'd say you're pushing much higher because they have oh, really? some very, yeah. I'd say you could be looking at 60 
like oh, well 50 huh. 50 to 60 i'd say because you have some very valid builds which are very infantry heavy whether that's gotcha. you want to swarm with your battle sisters which could be squads of 20 or if you want to take some of the arc of flagellants or repentures who are all quite cheap models but because of that you know you have to take a little horde to get them across the board yeah yeah. Um, so there, there are definitely more models in the army than Space Marines, I would say. All right. Uh, so what about, like, uh, in terms of a skew with play style? Do you think that they're a shooty army, melee army, or are they, like, a mm. flex army, or a hard, like, do they, do they like, have the ability so, to go hard swing? They, what do you think? Are, they are more of a melee army than anything else. They do have okay. shooting, and they actually have some really good shooting if you build for it for example one of their secondaries that they can pick their faction secondaries is get a kill with a bolter weapon a melter weapon and a flamer weapon all in the same turn so oh. they huh. can go very heavy on flamers and melters and bolters and they do them all very well um but I don't, well, to be clear, I don't know if that's actually a good secondary to take. Like, I think you have to specifically. So it's just check kill one it. model with with three uh, those well, three weapons. Types? Th one, that seems I so. I think possible. it's one unit. Okay, so if it's a full unit, like I don't even know how I would track that. Like that would be scary for me. Well, you just like shoot them with all your model. And... Oh, um, I probably have Is to it... read the secondary. I'm not... It might just be a model. Yeah. I assume okay, it's we'll, a unit. Okay, we'll get into but... that later yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out for you and i so but yeah so they, so you would say mostly shooting i've heard that uh that they're no no they're no, no i said no i said mostly, oh, mostly melee, melee. yeah they do have competent shooting but like yeah. you know you're not seeing like there are no tank commanders in this list there are no um, okay. you know that sort of thing because i've heard that their melters are scary because it's like they have that for miracle sure. dice thing which we yes. should just say real quick miracle dice is kind of like a a buff that they get where they yeah. can you know swap in you know I, I i need to hit right now so i hit basically um and yeah, essentially yeah yeah the tldr uh yeah that's that's it i think but so i've, I've heard that they do have good uh good shooting somewhat mm. uh from I, I don't know if you can confirm that or not but yeah, so if you're yeah. saying good melee and then that's what i had heard is the, the you know meltas are disgusting that yeah. seems pretty well-rounded right Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, I So I think, so when I first look at them, I saw them as a ranged faction, right? Because you've got the Exorcist, mm -hmm. which is your artillery. It has a stratagem that lets you shoot out a lot of sight. You've got, they've got a new Castigator, which is essentially a Predator. You've got their, um, the Immolator, I think, which is a Rhino, basically. But it has two huge uh, Flamers or Melters on the front. So you can advance that up and, and still flame stuff and whatever. Um, and to me, that sounded cool. But then everybody is running uh, a particular sub-faction which gives like army-wide plus one attack on the charge or something. Um, and then they're running pretty heavy repentures and just generally melee units. Uh, also the Zephyrim, which are jump pack uh, attacky ladies. Um, yes, and because they sisters. have that, that's sure, yeah, bird sisters, <laughs> and um, and because they all have plus one on the charge or just na natively, I'm not sure. Uh, like apparently, you just demolish things. Nice. So yeah, so apparently all that's right. the actual way to play them melee. <laughs> so what about Imperial Guard? What do you think? Uh, oh, well, iconic hold, unit. Hold, 
oh. we should do um books oh do you know uh, any sisters books i don't actually okay well i, I so i recently started collecting these right and okay. um when i start a new faction i of course want to play uh I, I want to just immerse myself a little bit and i want to listen to some of their their fiction and i picked yep. up mark of faith and depth sororitas novel by rachel harrison um okay. rachel harrison uh kind of came to fame among uh black library when she released the severina rain novel um gotcha. which came with the severina rain commissar model from black library um, which I quite liked that book. And this book was terrible. Oh. I couldn't stand it. There you go. That's all I can say. Um, well, maybe sisters... Yeah. No, okay, is that a sister's issue? Or is it, like, just the book itself? I think it's a um, sister's issue. Because you have to understand, okay. in the mindset of the sisters, they're, they're very devoted. They're very devout. They're very religious. They're very stuck in their ways. Um, they don't really waver, you know, and s I would liken their current fiction uh, psychologically to the same as Space Queen fiction back when it was called Bolter Porn in the 2000s, right? I okay. feel like it's just very, oh, I'm a holy sister. Ooh, I <laughs> shall burn you with fire. Something like that. Like, mm, all right, whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, I didn't connect with it at all. But also, just so people okay. know, I don't really like 40k fiction in general. Um, and this one fell in line with my expectations of 40k fiction. So there you go. Yeah. So that, yeah, because that's what I was just wondering. Is it is it like because if if uh, one book you read was really good, and yeah. this other one was just awful, it made me wonder if it was just like you know what this is just kind of how si the sisters' lore didn't click with you or something like it, that. It like could it, have it been the sisters' lore. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't really care about someone that sees the light of the emperor or whatever, and that yes, gives me yes. strength. I'm like, whatever, scrub. Um, and so, yeah, didn't connect with me. However, if you want the latest Sisters of Battle novel, um, that is the one, Mark of Faith. There you go. Okay. So, right. yes, um, Adeptus Custodes so... is next on the list. Oh, wow, we're doing it like that, huh? Okay. Adeptus alphabetically, Custodes. yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. That's fine. So, yeah, you want to um, have order in your life? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I get little it. Bit. Otherwise, I get I'll it. forget I get one. That's why. So, sure. is there an iconic model for this, do you think, Beerenage? Yeah, man. It's 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 that uh, Custodes guy. It's like uh, what we would see Major from the, from Trajan the Valoris. Right? What was that? Uh, Major Trajan Valoris. Uh, is that the one? Oh, do you mean the character? I'm from just thinking the... a standard. Oh, okay. standard gold boy. Oh, just the a banana, custodian, right? custodian guard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like on that Emperor text to speech device show. Yeah. Or whatever the the kitten guy. I, forget. I think those are actually he... custodian wardens. But yeah, same same dudes. Yeah. Yes. All that's the same. that's the that's the iconic one for me. That's, that's fair. What I think about that's when fair. I think of the custodies. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really have much variety, do they? Um. <laughs> Yeah, so they've got I pointy hats. They're kind of popey, but yes. with gold. Yes. Yeah, a pope's hat has a helmet that's gold. That's their helmet. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's much more to add to that. They they don't have a huge range of options. <laughs> that is that is the, pretty much the only model somebody might recognize yeah. if they're not into the faction. When you're looking at general yeah. costs, um. 
they they have points. a good ratio of points to dollars actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is, I thought you, I thought that was gonna lead in perfectly because you were saying like, oh, they don't have too much, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that leads into, you know, it's there's actually not a lot. I was actually just talking to somebody about this, yeah. my buddy Sam, who's thinking about starting one of uh, a custodies army, and apparently the most expensive thing is like, I guess it's kind of meta to have um, some of these Forge World dreadnoughts. Yeah. Sure. Right now, the uh, custodies Telemon or something. Yeah, and I think they're actually out of... They're either out of stock or out of production. I don't know. Do, do you um, want to know why that is? No. Uh, Let yeah. me tell you. Okay, so... I mean, this is a terrible Maybe. time to say it, but, uh, you know, we're trying to stay on topic. But, basically, um, I, it was either Richard Siegler or John Lennon, you know, one of the Art of War 40k guys. Uh, uh -huh. They took an, a mixed Imperial list to, like, first place somewhere. It was primarily... You mean a super faction glass? That's correct. Period. Oh my That's god! Correct. It was an wow, and it won a list. tournament. It did indeed. Uh, uh, it was a, a few Imperial Guard, and then I think it was like nine Telemon Dreadnoughts. Jeez. Yeah. So he single-handedly wiped out their yeah, stock. Exactly. How is that even legal? Because you're only supposed to be able to have three of a data sheet. You know, oh, I mean, wh whatever it is, I, I'm not sure how oh many my he took. God. But it, it was more than three. It was, I think, it was like five or six like legitimately okay. um and wow. they might not have all been telemons they might have been something else right and right, apparently right. what you know there's some stratagem that you can use at the start of the game per model uh per telemon because it's oh not capped God. or something and it gives them all something insane that makes them almost impossible uh, to kill well that's why you can't buy yeah. a telemon anymore uh yeah however the general cost of each model so like your cheapest model is in the 40 point range which is a standard yeah. custodian guard when you compare that to a space marine where your standard imperial uh like primaris dude is are they 16 points 18 uh yeah it depends on the model but there's there there are some like 16 yeah 16ers in there so, so glass it, yeah. it seems that what you're telling me is when you take your basic line trooper and mm -hmm. dress him in gold as the uniform, that mm -hmm. it costs a little bit. It does. Very much so. Uh, yeah. You're paying, yeah. paying a, uh, a weighty price for that gold. Yes, it ups the, the, the bottom line slightly. It so, does. You, yeah. you know, the Emperor is paying a kidney. Uh, we've got entire worlds tithing to make your army happen on the, on the tabletop, <laughs> basically. You do, 100%. And, you know, going back to the default of space rings where we said about 40 models mm -hmm. uh you're looking at about 20 models max here yep yeah yeah it's so like it's this is easy i i see this goes back to when the army was first coming out um because they're they're a fairly new army too this was like six yeah, late six yeah, early yeah. seventh something like yeah. that um but basically i i overheard this i don't know how true it was but it was somebody like realizing that they could have an army with like three boxes at the time sure yeah they were like wait a minute you know yeah so yeah. i'm up there rolling dice with my my bugs or whatever yeah uh, yeah they're yeah. like with like, like figuring this out 20 boxes you've just picked up and they're like oh right. i bought three yeah yes with my 120 just gene stealers yeah yeah um if we make a shirt for this podcast it should say that 120 just gene stealers in bold <laughs> letters and yeah. just yeah of a gene stealer on the front well hey all right ninth codex they might win who knows um so yeah oh, this is actually like a great army to start with purely because of that you know 
Like yeah. it's it's the cheapest army in the game, and it's the most realistic that you'll get painted as well. Very very genuinely, you can just retribute armor spray, Agrax Earthshade the entire army, and then pick out one or two details and the blade, and that's it. You're done. Yeah, you know? they look beautiful done like that too. That's yeah, the funny it's part. Not bad at it's all. like low it's effort. Not bad at all. Right. Yeah, your your rattle can uh custodies will look better than, yeah. than some of the stuff that i've put hours into my gene stealer cults that will never match because like this one has three arms this one has two this one has four this one's weapons way different like some armies look really good on the tabletop mm. because like they're all matching right and, sure. and custodies are going to be that way for you like they're yeah. just so clean and yeah. crisp and they don't have three arms yeah you can get a really good nightly scheme with them it's very easy to do um, so, yeah. what do you think about their playstyle? Are they a shooty army, melee army? Do they flex? What do you think? You know, despite the fact that I have like a thousand points of custodies, so like three models, um, I actually don't <laughs> know how you're meant to play them. Right. My understanding is that you have your your little dudes that can, you know, your standard troops that you that you take in squads of three because you don't need to max them out. You move them onto a point. And then your Telemons destroy everything. Really? I yes. had always heard jet bikes. I had always heard jet bikes were super like powerful being synonymous. In yes. Okay. Apparently that that's changed. Um, apparently. Um, I mean, who knows? Uh, I I have my jet bikes. I think they're super cool models. I hate how Telemons look. Um, yeah. I actually, I actually I don't really like how Dreadnoughts look. I'm just going to okay. throw that out there, which wow, is yeah. really sad. Because I do have these great like memories of how a standard dreadnought looks, and I think the standard dreadnought looks okay, but like all of these weird variations, the the Telemon and all this stuff, I just eh, they don't do it for me. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I'm ambivalent. I don't mind yeah. it. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's enough. all right. Fair enough. But yeah, I um see. Okay, so like for me again, not knowing too too much we're talking like heart of the cards when we're doing these these super faction breakdowns kind of you know more general less specific but um my time in kill team mm. you know when i think about that in terms of t you know like okay taking a faction to a tournament that has very few bodies a lot of times you kind of want flex and so that would be sure. what my assumption would have been for this would be like okay you've got few models that means they need to do more in each phase right like yeah sure so I, I would have thought, now I don't know if it's correct or not, but I would have thought that Custodes would have needed to, you know, generally kind of have some flex. Yeah, so I mean, they do. Like, they, they all have, you know, Storm Bolters or whatever, and they all have, they're very capable in melee. Yeah, like they, they can gotcha. do it all. But then you have to kind of take a step back and say, well, actually, is a Storm Bolter that good? You know, right. is, it, okay. is a three-man squad with so that's what 12 shots is that is that really doing anything really hard to yeah. say hard to say I, i've played against them a lot in kill team and where i saw the skew there was durability they are hard to remove For is sure. that the case yeah. in ninth as well do you think? yes 100 percent. so um when ninth released harlequins and custodies came out on top because you cannot shift them off objectives primarily is my understanding that's lessened now because um I, th I think all the competitive players went really hard into them at the beginning of night uh -huh. um and now we've had new codexes there are ways to beat them but yeah when ninth released 
these two just natively without having anything new were really strong and don't forget that all custodies models are objective secured so it doesn't matter what you're on there with they are beating anything else unless it's a troop even though you've only got one model left gotcha yeah so uh what do you think in terms of books because i got one for this one oh uh you go for it then because i don't think i have any for them i've read some but okay. i didn't like them so here's the thing. This is actually going to come up again in chaos. And I alluded to this in last episode mm. that it's kind of like, you know, there's a book that every chaos thing should read. And in, in Imperium, too, because you're kind of seeing where this dynamic came from and stuff like, you know, like uh, the whole, you know, why is why is there so much headbutting going on? But um, the first heretic by Aaron Dimsky Bowden is really cool um it like i said it doesn't focus on the the custodies but the word bearers are punished you know 10,000 years before the current 40k time and they are assigned basically a unit of of uh custodians to make sure that they're not messing around so they have custodies right there with them um as they're falling to to chaos and whatnot and you actually it's it's crazy because you get to see like what they're like and stuff you you get to see the differences between them and like a space marine and and uh you know the relationship like how how they get along with a space marine and stuff like that and it's like they're you know two honorable uh two honorable like i guess factions basically the marines and the and the custodies like where the differences are and they point out that's the thing that makes me say this is they, they point out, you know, that they're, you're getting a space Marines view of where these are different from them because they get to see them fighting and stuff like that and kind of comment on what's different and whatnot. And uh, you get in, you know, um, insight into how some of the war gear works and things like that. So I don't know. It's just a good book in general. And if you're interested in custodies, uh, one that I would recommend because you get to have them around and and see them in more of like an intimate setting than some of these other other books uh, that have come out. There was one recently where it's like talking about them fighting on Terra. Yeah. And I just could not get into that book, man. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you mean not for the Horus Heresy? Do you mean for the Forty K? I th yeah, I think it actually was Heresy. Oh, okay, Heresy. I haven't read that then. Fair enough. But um, yeah. I know that in 40k, they recently released a little series, I can't remember what it was called, Terrell Podcast Host, I realise, um, but it's, uh, you know, it's the, the, the character models they just released, uh, like Alia and, I can't remember. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. And I assume that's good, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I haven't checked that one out yet. No, neither have I. <laughs> um, but right. yes, for a very long time, there was no Custodes fiction at all. Right, like because they were just this weird thing that technically existed, but didn't have any models, didn't have anything, and fluff-wise, that's because after the emperor uh, died, and I'm using the died term "died" loosely here, they then all confined themselves to his palace and never right. left. So the and fact now that they're that, starting yes, to come out in the Indomitus right. Crusade, Gilliman coming back, they are now back in the world, in the universe. So there can now be yeah. fluff about them again. Um, yeah. But they would so, yeah. be like the rarest thing to encounter in all of the universe, probably. Oh yeah, in infinitely more so than Space Marines even. Which, obviously, yeah. we as players think, oh, Space Marines are everywhere. They're not. Most Imperial right. systems go, fluff. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. They'll, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're a really cool faction. So what's next? I I keep saying Imperial Guard. What's what is it? Uh... Uh, now we have the Admech. Okay. So Admech. Admech. Uh, what's the heart of the cards of Admech? So so again, I talked about this a little bit last time. The universe got to a point technologically that it would like boggle your mind yeah. as it was, and then there was a huge collapse, and the technology that survived became akin to magic. These are the priests that have been keeping this alive. So, you know, a regular maintenance, you know, as I'm tuning my guitar and screwing a screw to adjust the action and intonation, that would be a ritual, 10, 000, yeah. you know, 40,000 years from now or whatever the heck it is um, to, well, to these guys. Yeah, to clarify a little bit on the fluff there, my understanding for that is because in that particular example, you know, you turn a screw to, to tighten or loosen the string. The reason the Admec have to be religious zealots about machines is they don't actually understand how these things work. Right. So they pray exactly. that the twisting of the screw does something, but they don't know what it does. They just know that if they smack the console enough, then it turns on. And so they then say, oh, I smacked this console six and a half times. Therefore, right. this is the magic number. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, because it's kind of like if I was to say, you know, Alexa, subscribe to the Battleforge podcast. Gotcha! Boom. Um, uh, if I was to say that, right, like the computer inside of that knows what to do, hmm. right? Would that not also be a prayer? You know, so that's kind of where they've taken taken this stuff. Like you're appeasing sure. the, the, the machine, machine spirit, basically, yeah. of Alexa. I'm saying, you know hey alexa please do this blah 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 like they're they don't see that as this you know just basic machine that i got for 12 bucks you know because i needed a quickie uh gift for my wife because i'm a terrible terrible person no, um indeed uh yes last minute woo, you know they don't see it like that they see it as like you are beseeching a, a spirit basically yes. uh yeah. but yeah so that's like kind of the heart of the cards they have the technology like a space marine bolter that space marine is shooting that bolter he got it from a tech priest mm -hmm. or something you know what i mean somewhere in this universe is is a half machine half man that maintains this stuff for them yeah uh that makes the bullets that you know fixes the gear and and all of that stuff that keeps the tanks running all of that uh yeah you know, something to do with the mechanicum Somehow we got completely sidetracked purely into fluff there. Uh, no, yes, we can but only apologize. Just kind of like the there. heart of the cards, right? <laughs> but um, so, what is an iconic unit? Uh, so I know, I know. But what do you think is one? Okay, for me, it's just the standard Skatari Ranger. So, okay, so I think that firstly, it's super cool model, but I think that actually the Magus Dominus is more okay. ubiquitous, right? Um, okay, just because it's bloody everywhere <laughs> like until yeah. recently until they swapped to the new <laughs> combat patrol box if you yeah. bought any sort of package deal of mechanics you got one of them or you got right. two of them and like you got car yeah like i i didn't even um collect skatari and i had like three of them lying around <laughs> and i was like how how yeah. did i get these uh, so yeah i think the magus dominus is is kind of the classical, you know, it's it's a mechanical priest, very literally. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I think the Skatari are awesome. Yeah, fair. Oh, like no, they are. They're beautiful models. Yeah. 
Like, man, look at that. Yeah, yeah they're so super cool. Admech are another of these relatively recent armies, actually. You know, all of their yeah. models are new. Again, relatively speaking. Um, but I would say, like, if you look at their, their troops, their Skatari Rangers and, and Vanguard, um, they they all look... They don't look bad at all, but they all look very similar. Like, they're just kind right. of dudes. You know, they're, they're a bunch of dudes. Um, and if you look at where they then push, you know, like four or five years later when they release the entirely new Sisters, Sisters are just mm -hmm. another level, you know? It's like in that time they learned something. I don't know what they learned, but they did. And, um, you know, they're still brilliant models, but just looking at the two now, like they push themselves, uh, GW is a modeling company, just push themselves so much that all the new Sisters models are characters. Like each one is a character in my mind. Yeah. Whereas the Vanguard, the Skatari, are a little bit just like, oh, it's generic dude. Yeah, and this is a theme that you'll see with Imperium in general, is like we yeah. talked about, Space Marines get a lot of love. Imperium gets a lot of love in terms of new models, because even even then, like, Admech did recently get some updates. They got those toaster ponies. They I don't did. know the actual, the actual name for them. Cerberus um, Raiders. Yeah. There you go. They uh, they Their tanks got buffed. They, yeah. uh, they've got those... They've got Those the Breaches Robo Destroyers. Bird um, whatever. Oh, the Taraxi. Uh, yeah. There you go, with with yeah. a T, or with a P that is with silent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. Admech problem. And speaking yeah. of which, Skitari should probably be pronounced Skitari-I because of the whole oh, Latin thing. You, like... you may well be correct, yes. Uh, I'm yeah, not sure. because like, yeah. uh, Leadbetter's Cockatoo is Cockatoo a Leadbeater-I uh, and stuff. Classic. Like, I know a mm. little bit of dumb Latin from my time with birds and plants sure. uh but uh but yeah it's it's probably should be pronounced different uh totally off of, <laughs> uh, off of thing there so uh general yeah. costs and points not not dollars for me personally uh my buddy alex squires uh picked mm. these guys up and built them up over quarantine i got to play them a little bit on tts um uh at the end of ace and stuff um it's disgusting admech <laughs> are op they are, they are, there is no reason this should not be winning every tournament, every, you know, it, all tournaments all the time. Um, they are so cost efficient for what they get and do yeah. for those points. The flyers are nasty. The, you know, the shooting out of LOS stuff that they got is disgusting. Like they, they've got these half tank, half men things. Uh, the, it's just like when you're new to 40K and you're playing against this stuff, you know, or, or new to an addition. And you're playing against some of the stuff. It's, it's disgusting in terms of like, holy crap! How are you rolling that many dice? <laughs> yeah. And, and but this is like it, it's fluffy though, right? Because for sure, mm. here is where the technology comes from, and this is you know forty thousand years in the future. They've got some scary stuff. These are guys that are soaked in radiation, and you know these these are apocalyptic, world-ending weapons on a basic trooper, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah, is yeah for sure. They're um unique to them. They are a very strong army. They've been strong all through eighth, and now they've just had their ninth codex release, which I don't know the rules too well of, so I'm not going to talk about them. But um, yeah. they are still strong, basically. Yes, yeah. a lot of good yeah. buffs. They can still be top tabling tournaments, no problem. Yeah, in general terms of costs and actual real world world dollars, I think that they would be pretty up there. Um, They're an expensive army, is my understanding. Yeah, because, like, you want everything, 
everything is good. So yep. you just build this library of shelves full of models that look amazing and play play really nicely and stuff. And they were actually really expensive in Kill Team, too, because you only got so many plasmas to a box, but you wanted the full six. Oh, yeah. So yeah, people insane. were charging like $13 per plasma caliber <laughs> on eBay. And uh, it's like, boy, if I could build a time machine, right, I'd, I'd be hoarding early edition <laughs> Magic the Gathering cards sealed and plasma calibers and i just strike while the iron's hot and, <laughs> i'll take bitcoin but sell. you do you yeah yeah bitcoin too yeah. right um, plasma calibers is almost as good as bitcoin all, it's almost the same <laughs> yeah uh so sixty-five thousand dollars. yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're looking at the general number of models do you have a feel for this in the army yeah, um, it's actually, it's not a whole bunch from what I've seen. Oh, really? It's a lot of different types. Yeah, okay. so it'll be like, um, there's actually a lot of mech these days. Um, it, it's a lot in terms of, uh, of mech, because okay. you'll have like max squads of flyers and stuff, and uh, a lot of tanks. And now like people like those chicken walkers and stuff. But you're right, there's also a lot of kind of bigger models as well like uh, yeah. tanks uh etc but i've generally thought and of them the as relatively yes as yeah. a ge as generally a quite a what's the word infantry heavy army yeah no it's all about like those cataphrom or whatever the I, yes, I forget the actual sure. name but there's like they're half tanks half dudes they've got treads instead of legs basically destroyers and breaches yeah yeah because reasons right For um sure. But uh, yeah, so they, they're half tank, half man, and they shoot a lot of dice. Uh, sure. And yeah, there's those those uh, Leonardo da Vinci looking planes that they got that are just mm -hmm. can't be stopped. It, it's just like they should you should paint them, and then write the letters "feels bad" on the side of every <laughs> one of them if you're going to collect this army. Playstyle, I would say that there's definitely a skew towards shooting. They can do melee. Yeah, you know, got they've got the stuff to do that. The amount of dice that these roll, how good it is when they hit, that's how I would do it. Yeah, so in most armies, I would say generally there's a valid build melee or shooting, and if you really want to do one of them, you can. I would say if you're playing admech and you don't want to shoot, you'll pick another army probably. Yeah, you went like, full crazy. Yeah, admech really is like alongside Tau, I would say they are the two you have to shoot armies in 40k. Yeah, and and they're so much better at shooting than Tau. Tau's Tau like I've got yeah, three yeah. riptides or something yeah, like yeah. that, and you know. And, yeah. and and these guys are like, okay, and here come the Taraxi, and you know, it's just it's thing to thing to thing. They just never stop. For sure, they just keep yeah. rolling things, and then it's like, oh no, but this guy also has this gun, like. They just keep rolling, and you're like pulling guys out, trying to get them out of LOS. You know, you're, you've, you've had somebody where they could get a target, and you're, they, they shoot those first, and you're pulling those guys, trying to get hidden, and, mm -hmm. and, and that still doesn't do it because they still haven't even fired all of that thing's weapons at you yet. Sure. <sighs> Hashtag feels bads. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. admech. I suppose the other thing to say about them is that they are actually considered, at the moment at least, with their codex having just released, to be possibly the most complicated army they have a lot yeah. of buffs that only work with certain 
types of units. There are essentially two armies that have been put into the same codex, and although you're running them all in the same detachment, their buffs are working as if they were separate detachments, but they're not, kind of. So it's a little bit complicated. They're definitely not a beginner-friendly army. Yep, I would. I think that that's that's fair. They're they're just there's so much to think about with them, with the canticles yeah. and you know the amount of shots that you're getting and stuff like that. And uh, every six seems to do something special. Yeah. Um, if you're doing plasma, and you're overcharging. A one does something awful. Yeah. There's a lot to track. I guess they're. I've said yes. this in Kelteen that they're kind of like a bookkeeper's faction. That if is, you, if you're a CPA. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a personal, a certified personal accountant for a living or something, if you do taxes, uh, you can play this faction. Yeah, I think that's actually a, a good thing to point out. This is the so you know all factions have a theme kind of. Admech's mm -hmm. theme, apart from just generally being complex, is that every time you roll a six, you have to think about what that six does. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it could be three damage, could be three hits. We don't know. It's always yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, but it's, it's a lot. It's of, always something different. Yeah. You need to know what you're doing, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I are there any cool books that you can think of? Uh, let me think about that because okay, well I've got one. Okay, so uh, I think and this is going to be this might sound a little bit odd, but there's a book called Brutal Cunning. Now this All is right. uh, typically people think of this book as the orc book. Okay, it's a book that is it's the first kind of book really uh, well certainly the first full-length black library book that has an orc as the main viewpoint and that's how it was sold as a hundred percent sold as this is the orc <laughs> black library novel okay and okay. I started reading it because at the time I was into orcs and it turns out half the book or over half is actually from the admec point of view ah. and I think that actually the point of view of the admec they're quite well represented in this and the way they have like this little squabble even though they're all you know machines um and therefore should probably be aligned in their thoughts not at mm -hmm. all they all kind of run different calculations and come up with different answers i will say though if you're into admec and you want to read the fiction you're going to have to be ready to read a lot of stuff that is very very dry and yeah. it's going to be, ah, oh, I've run the calculations. And then I looked into the newer sphere and I saw my Skatari on the battlefield. And I run the calculations some more. And then I told them to do the thing and it worked because I ran the calculations again. Yeah, that and there's going to be brackets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, weird symbols and brackets and yeah. just data stream type stuff. Yeah, it, you know, there's some interesting stuff out there, though. Like... Just be prepared if you're going to read about Admech stuff that um, you're like Glass hit the nail on the head because I haven't read that book yet that you're mm. talking about, uh, Brutal Cunning. But uh, it seems like everything that I have tried to read about Admech or that I've read that encounters Admech, Admech is not the main focus. Um, it, it's like you will need to read half of a book about some complete other faction yeah. uh, to, to get through the book to get all of the admec content i guess sure. uh, it seems to be the the theme but uh i can't remember exactly specific things because there's little fleeting bits all throughout you know a lot of recent books yeah and some of the heresy even uh, they uh stuff to do with belisarius call yeah um but he's a badass i, I really like belisarius 
Yeah, I read. Um, I can't remember the name of the book. It was a forty k book or thirty k one. Um, and I read a Belisario's cool book, and it, uh, it didn't didn't grab me. But but then almost no forty yeah. k books grabbed me, so that's not saying anything. Yeah, but Belisarius, if you're reading something that has you know stuff to do with him, he's he's pretty cool. He's like the one innovator in the universe, basically. Yes. Yeah. The one guy yeah. that actually can still invent things instead of relying on old tech. Yeah. Basically. He's got a lot of illegal modifications, basically. <laughs> he is not a, uh, what is it, yeah. by the books kind of a guy. No. Not at so, all. Yeah. Which but yeah, brings lots us... of cool fluff on them. The Stygies guys are cool because that that's a fluff. Like, there's dark ad mech even and stuff like that. Like, there's there no, no models for that. But, uh, you know, maybe that's what your army could be. And there's a lot of, like, for example, biology, isn't that, is that not a type of technology? You know, we've weaponized viruses and things like that. You know, we've got ocular implants. Uh, that, so there's, there's, like, very kind of biological modifi modifying admech. There's some that are very into xenotech, which is heresy. So they're, like, kind of operating outside the bounds of law. Just a lot of neat stuff in there in terms of fluff. Yeah, they're definitely, um, they have a lot more body horror kind of built into their, <laughs> their artwork and fluff than a lot of the rest of 40k. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Which next brings us to, well, we... this is the one, this is Astral Minotaurum. Woo! This is, this the is one probably the one, about. yeah, this is probably the one we're going to talk about for the longest. Um, but yeah, no, okay, Astral Minotaurum. Right what is the iconic oh. model for you? Dude, it's just the Cadian Guardsman. Cadian Guardsman. Um, okay. Just that yeah. human yeah. holding the line against unspeakable or unspeakable horrors. Okay. You, you know, know what I'm going to say? So I agree with you. I think that's, you know, that's that's the, the best model. That's what everybody thinks of. However, I think that possibly a more known and recognized image is the image of the commissar at the top of a tank Agreed. holding his... No, no, just a commissar. Um, holding his sword forwards. As it, you know, yes. and like there's the meme, drive me closer so I can hit it with my sword. Right? Yes, um, that's classic. Yeah, so I think commissar and tanks. Basically, it's the modern army. No, sorry, it's world. It's the World War Two army. That's all this is. That's all this faction yeah. is. Yeah. It's World War Two. With lasers. With lasers, yes, exactly. That's literally yeah. it. So. Yeah, and, and like, it's cool because there's so many different, you know, because every planet is different in the universe. You know, there's a billion worlds in this universe that we call 40K owned by man in the fluff or whatever. And, you know, if your guard comes from a desert planet, you can have desert imperial guard. They come from, you know, so like, here's the thing. You can, you can do one of the established things, or you can do a lot of conversions and just make your own kind of guardsman and stuff. So there's a lot of cool modeling potentials and stuff. Like my guard are very gene stealer culty looking Talarn type. So mm. very desert, you know, wearing, wearing, uh, some, some scarfs on the head and whatnot, keep the heat off, kind of looking like Dune in a way. Uh, just, I don't know, a really cool kind of fusion thing mm -hmm. going on. Uh, but that's, that's like up to you. Like you could have, there's Katachan, right? Which is basically the movie, the predator in space. Yep. Literally. 
I mean, yeah, they are. Li- sorry, they are. For those that don't know, they are literally modelled after that uh, squad of guys from the Predator. Yeah, yeah, it's like, just a whole it's, it's army. Not, it's not you a have joke. Two thousand points. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, two thousand points of Dutch and <clears throat> Carl Weathers. I forget his character. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, what is it? I, I'm gonna remember halfway through. And I'm just oh, gonna belt I, it I, out probably. I don't know. <laughs> But because uh, I'm I'm almost ashamed that I'm forgetting that right now. Cause it's like one of my favorite yeah. movies. To be like, clear, those so two many there, Saturdays. The Cadians and the Catachans are the only official models currently. They did used to have the Talon, the Vostroyan, um, the Mordian Iron Guard, the Armageddon Steel. Oh, you can still buy the Steel Legion, but they're really old, small metal models. But you can still yeah. technically buy them. Um, and, and occasionally some others. Yeah, occasionally they do make some of these models they that are out of print available yep. by Finecast. You know, they'll say like "made to order" or something. Yep. So if you check the website every now and then, it pops up, and you're just like, yes. "Wow, what is this?" And then there's the rumor that there's going to be plastic Krieg, right? So yes, by the time you are listening to this, you will already know because uh, because we're recording this on the fifth of July, and we know that on the tenth of July there's going to be a stream. Where um where they announce the rumor is plastic deathcore of Krieg, uh that's the rumor though we can't one hundred percent confirm it it seems very very likely, but so it looks yeah. like we're going to be getting a new sub faction added to oh there's also of course uh the Tanith the Tanith first and only uh, oh right which yes. I'm sure you know they just had the Gaunt's Ghost release and I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit more in the uh, you can't do an books. army of the Tanith first and only because. They don't there's have regular like troops. Left. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. There's only yeah. one squad left. So. Yes. <laughs> the fly- yeah. That's it. That's why they're the first and only. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which so takes us to could... the general costs. So yeah. both in points and dollars. Um, this is. There are two ways to run this army. Well, obviously there's three, right? Because you can kind of meet in the middle. You can. This is one of the armies where you can run them as a horde if you want to run so it's 55 points for 10 models if you want to run um 200 guardsmen you can do that that's a valid build uh you know there's there's no i mean i'm not saying it's going to do well but you can do that um then you can also go as actually a very very elite army because there are ways to run this as almost exclusively tanks yeah so or you just know, like mech in general basically yeah mech in general sure um with basically your cheapest model being like 200 points right so yeah. you can go very very elite or you can go super horde i'm not saying either of these are good ideas inevitably the best thing you could do is meet in the middle somewhere yeah and and it kind of like for me and yeah it, they are i think that they are cheap in game but in real life points that we call pounds and dollars yeah like buy some ice now prepare your bathtub <laughs> uh start a you know I, I don't know what you would have to do like a dark web bitcoin wallet because you're gonna have to sell a kidney probably Pretty much, yeah yeah um yeah and I'm I... doing this personally. Yeah, I, I had to have a friend. So I'm starting with three, or no, it's 100 3D printed torsos, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. To, to jumpstart this. Um, and that's like, that's because I got a friend that'll help me. 
right. to do this. <laughs> so but, I yeah. think that when it comes to, you know, real world money, they're not at, okay, unless you're doing a hoard, don't do a hoard. But if you're getting a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like their tanks aren't very expensive. So you can bulk yeah. out, you can bulk the army out on tanks, and it, it, it's fine, actually. Like you know, in regards, in relation to the rest of Warhammer, it's not bad. And if you really want, you can probably get away with only thirty guardsmen. You know, um, like that. I well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they like doing. a battalion, like three squads of ten. Yeah, three squads of ten, or point. you know, if you want to just go absolutely cheap as you can, um, fifteen scions you know okay right yeah i think like what i'm gonna try to mess with is like for points you know i want like a couple chimeras loaded with dudes so it's like you get on the point and then it's like they got to kill the tank and then you pop out a bunch of dudes and they got to kill the dudes kind of like how pink horrors work right Where it's like you kill the pink it turns to a turns to two blues yeah. kill yeah. the blues they turn into brims mm-hmm. kind of like that that russian doll i forget what they're called uh, uh yeah they're just yeah. The russian nesting dolls yeah sure yeah there you go so like something like that mm. you know is kind of what i'm thinking and then you've got your killy killy stuff to to go so yeah. it's like even your troops a lot of times you're taking like a transport or potentially are taking a transport with them yeah. to keep them alive or get them into position right like you're talking scions mm. take some cool you know heavy weapons stuff on there and For drop sure, them out yeah. of a valkyrie or something but it's cool. It's like if you're into historicals or something, but you want a 40k vibe, like this is it. If you want to do starship troopers in yeah. space, this is I mean, it. this is them. Cadians literally look like starship troopers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I would say the only other thing to consider is is the sheer amount of time that it would take to yes. build a horde army here. Uh, Tyranids, they're organic. You can kind of get away with them looking quite sloppy, and nobody's going to care too much. Guard, um, like, if there's something off, you're probably going to notice. I don't know, that's just the way I feel. So you kind of annoyingly do have to put a bit of time into each model, whereas... Yeah, there's yeah. buckles and straps and little things, you know. Which you could not and, do, obviously, but... Yeah, yeah. You could just three-color minimum it. Sure. But, like, when you see a nice thing of guard... Like even the ones that are covered in mud or something, they painted all of the things that are covered now in mud yeah. a lot of times because there'll be like that little bit of boot yeah, showing yeah. or yeah, yeah or whatever. Yeah, they they can look great, I would say. Imperial yes. Guard armies, they yeah. sure can, and they're like a cohesive thing. That's what I've talked about. That's like my one complaint with Gene Stealer cults is it's so disparate. I guess like the different units and even within the same unit looking very different. And stuff like uh, you've got a third generation who looks kind of human next to mm. somebody who doesn't, you know, or is completely human. Uh, with, this guy's got three arms. You don't have that with guard. Like when you've got a bunch of guard all painted the same and stuff like that, it looks yep. nice. They all look really identical. They, they're all, yes, like in, in a good way. I mean, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Like Krieg, I saw a Krieg army that was really well done one time. It was just mm-hmm. like. Jeez, was playing some kill team and right next to my right on the next <laughs> table was this giant, you know, infantry mm. Krieg army. Poor guy, dude. He sold both kidneys. He's got to go for yeah. dialysis every Wednesday. Um, you know, it's that thing. Oh, man. It's worth it, though. <laughs> so, again, just to... 
I, I want to say the general number of models, right? So ignore the skew, ignore the 200 list, ignore the 10 model list because it's all tanks. You're probably looking at around, I want to say quite high, like 60, 70 models probably. Yeah, I was going to say like 100 probably. Because uh, yeah. even a thing that's not a skew can still have a lot of bodies. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, I will say that, so in the 1,000 point list that I made, um, there were, even then, 25 models. And that was me taking a lot of tanks, right? Yeah. So in 1,000 points, I had four tanks, but I still had to have 25 infantry. So even if you yeah. take that out to, to the full size, you're looking at 50 models, basically minimum. Um, and I wouldn't say it was a particularly effective army either. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm trying to think, because I've seen like parking lot models and just doing like the mental remembering on that. I think it was like 11 things of large armor just like parked around and stuff. Oh, sure. So I, I think don't... if you wanted to go heavy on the armor, you're looking at one, three, four, six. Nine. Yeah, you're looking around 12 tanks. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So even, you could yeah. definitely go either way with them. And that was an older list, too. That was the eighth edition where it's like, oh, okay. hand kill. So right. uh, thinking on that now, you've got to have something to hold a point. You know? You do. You do. Yeah. You got You can have some artillery shooting on a back point that's in your DZ. Yeah. Plop them on that or something, but you got to go get something. Um, and usually, that's going to be some kind of a Cadian squad or something like that. Just like you shoot them off a point, then you move some some meat shields on there to to get in there. And then also, it's useful if you're running parking lots. You got to think in terms of screen. You know, mm. like like so they're going to want to jump in and tag you with like an Eldar jet bike team or something. Yeah. And uh, man, you're, you're like some shining spears, whatever. Um, you're thinking in terms of like, okay, I want to make a line of guardsmen across the board sometimes just to make a wall of bodies. You're putting that in front of the tanks as awful as that sounds, you know, in terms of like real world theory. Uh, you're just like, nope. The tanks are more valuable. These guys are replaceable, and I'm I'm not gonna let my stuff get tagged. You know, so they they get charged yeah. and they get murdered or something, but your tanks can still shoot that that first turn or whatever. Yes, so, yeah, and yeah. I guess when it comes to play styles, as we've said, you can, well, they're shooty. You know what? Yeah, you know, I mean, there I, are we had a Chan just... and Bulgrins, but no. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, so Bulgrins are obviously close combat, but they're not, my understanding is they're not really taken there to kill. They're more survivable yeah. than killy. Um, exactly. And even then, you don't have a whole army of Bulgrins. They're a single yep. unit that does a specific thing. You are there right. to kill you... things in shooting. Um, yeah, you got to think, this is like an actual human in space against like a swarm of locusts or something that yeah. weigh 600 pounds each or something like they are, they are terrified. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and trying to hold that line and stuff and expendable. They're ultimately very expendable. It's a numbers game. That is entirely their fluff. Yeah. In the same way yeah. that we, we just said that Adeptus Mechanicus and tower shooting armies, I think actually Astro and have to be added to that as well. More so than Admech, I'd probably say. Yeah. 
Now, here's a weird thought. Since we're touching on this as a super faction, I don't necessarily think that you need guard and admech on your in your library. I think you could do one or the other, and it just kind of depends on the aesthetic that you vibe with more. Sure, sure. I I think what's hard to really answer about that is that, well, I think if you if you just wanted one faction, admech is stronger because they have access to big robots that are hard to kill, and they're you know um, cataphron breaches and destroyers. However, yeah. we don't have the guard codex yet. Right. So it's really hard to say what they're going to do with guard. I mean, we just don't know at the moment, do we? Could yep. be anything. Could be anything. But it's kind of like, if in terms of armor, like for your super faction, and then cheap chaff, we've seen both fill those roles. Like the in the days of the, you know, take a battalion detachment as cheap as possible to farm 3 CP, you had the Rusty 17 or whatever it was, and then yeah. the Loyal 32. It was like, is it just guard-flavored or admec-flavored and stuff? So they fill, they have historically filled a similar role in your Super Faction collection, so you might not have to go and do both. You know, just something to keep in mind. Mm. Mm. Um, for sure. Personally, I much prefer the Astromid Sun to the admec. Same. You know, if I just had to say it. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so SkewStar, you're playing shooty. The only answer is do you, or question is do you want to play Horde or do you want to play tanks? Um, yep. Currently, so, uh, you know, again, this is going to change. Power level wise, they're pretty low down on, on the spectrum. So they're not particularly good no matter what you do, it seems. Uh, but that's going to change when the Codex releases, so won't really talk about that too much. Yeah, every edition, Guard goes through a, a period of, oh, oh crap. You know, they're too good. Uh, and then sure. they get FAQ'd, and then <laughs> yeah. power creep happens, and it, it shoves them down into a little hole somewhere. But um, every every there'll be a period, every edition, where you're just the best army. Sure. Which brings us to any cool books. Uh yeah there's um okay there's a lot so <laughs> yeah for somebody that's just okay 13 hours mm -hmm. is a cool one which yep. is the life expectancy of a guardsman that's why it's called 13 hours it's yep. uh you get to see the the bureaucratic uh handling at its finest of, of like what is controlling your fate as a guardsman mm -hmm. uh and then there's another one that's cool because it's got it's like a compilation book it's got a bunch of different it's krieg and you know all this different stuff um, would be uh, Honor Imperialis. And then I really personally enjoy the Cyphus Kane novels. Sure, yeah. So a lot of good recommendations for you there. What about you, Glass? Did I take take one from yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, basically. Um, so 13 Hours was one of the first books I read. Mm -hmm. uh, for So it's one I remember fondly. Whether or not it's actually good, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, so I, it's I, not... Yeah. I, yeah, it's not amazing, right? But it's like you get to see what goes on and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I will say, for those of you getting into it, uh, there's Black Library, which is the publishing arm of Games Workshop, used to have a rule where every new author had to do an Imperial Guard book before they were allowed <laughs> to do anything else. Um, so there are a lot of Guard novels. For example, is that an actual thing? Because yes. I would believe that. No, yeah, um, that's not the rule anymore, but it used to be for like the whole of the wow. 2000s up to like 2015 or something. And, and you can see it. Every big author now has done their first book was Imperial Guard. 
book. Uh, Aaron Dembski wow. Bowden, who is now allowed free reign to do whatever he wants, his very first book, I think it was called Cadian Blood. Wow. Right? I he still had to read do that. that. His second book, Hill's Reach. So it's like, gotcha. you know, he's he still had to do his his guard novel. Um, and everyone yeah. has to do that. And so I will say that uh, different authors are obviously approaching the guard very differently. And so mm -hmm. some are just 300 pages of a battle scene and it's kind of boring, right? Yeah. Like no battle is good for 300 pages, you know? Gotcha. Um, but at the same time, I personally think that the guard novels are some of the best out there because, don't take this the wrong way, Space Marines are really boring. Sisters of Battle are really boring. Everything is really boring because it's so stupid in 40k. Guard are the only real faction, okay? They are the only ones that are actual humans. If you just tell me, oh, these space marines, they look at each other and they say, oh, you're a space marine, I'm a space marine, cool, that's really boring. But if you show me how an Imperial Guardsman, a normal human, reacts to seeing a space marine, suddenly I'm connected, I'm interested, I'm like, okay, I get it. I need that perspective, yeah. I need that context. And you only get that with Imperial Guard. And then the beauty of the Imperial Guard is so the whole of um dan abnett's uh tanith stuff uh the tanith first and only whatever that's the sabbat crusades gaunt's ghosts Ga whatever. thank you god the gaunt's ghost series um the whole point of that is it's based on uh, a book um a series of books that became a tv show called sharp which was uh just uh, just regular colonial uh british soldiers it's just straight up based off that he, you know, he said it. Uh, he said that was his inspiration. It has nothing to do with 40k. It's just a bunch of guardsmen who could be anything. They are just, <laughs> it's just a generic army novel, but instead of shooting muskets, they shoot las guns. Genuinely. So you don't have to like 40k. You can just like general military fiction, and Gaunt's Ghost is brilliant for you. I've, I've just, um, on audiobook, because, you know, the Gaunt's Ghost figures just released. I've just gone mm -hmm. back and re-listened to the first four. And it was great. Like, it had nothing to do with 40k. It was just some good, fun military fiction. So, yeah. Really enjoyed that. And then, you're right. I'm just going to double down on you. Caiaphas Kane. Yeah. Um, so, Caiaphas Kane is... Boy. in In a world of Grimdark, where everything is serious and religious zealotry and blood and gore, which I think... As, I, as I've mentioned, great for you if you like it. I think it's dumb, okay? I think it's unengaging. I don't really like Grimdark. And that extends beyond 40k. So I'm not, like, picking on 40k. I just don't like Grimdark books. Caiaphas Kane is the one book series in 40k that they have allowed to be humorous. And it is yeah, genuinely my best. Yeah, it's also the only books I've read by that author. And, uh, I think they're yeah. the only ones he does. Um, he doesn't do any others, I believe. Sandy yeah, Mitchell, it's... he just does Carfis K. It's some yeah. of my favorite. I, sure. I liked it. I didn't expect it, you know, to be as sure. cool as it is. Uh, I was just looking for something to put on, and I had that Audible credit for the month or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. Kind of paint something up, and it's like, oh, they got this, you know, Imperial Guard or whatever. Yeah. Checked it out. It was like, I love this. It's this the best. Great. 
It's the best yep. purely for the levity it provides to an otherwise so serious it's silly and can't be taken seriously universe. That's that's my view. Yeah. There you go. So Caiaphas Cain, if, I would probably say it's the first thing anyone should read um, alongside Hill's Reach. After that, you probably go to Gaunt's Ghost. I think it's a really solid series. Uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. If I had to tier list my 40k reading, you know. There you go. And that's that's so, that's uh, Minotaurum, which takes us to <laughs> need to power through this. Um what are we at? Imperial Knights. This should be a nice okay. quick one, I think. Yeah, Imperial Knights, these are some of the, you know, ancient technology that we talked about when we were kind of covering the Admech that, you know, is is not really in production anymore. Um and is just like worshipped basically almost. Like these things, these are some of the the most awesome weapons of 40k um uh and and they're you know basically you're playing a faction that's a weapon um mm. and yeah I, I don't know really know where to go from there they don't tend to be taken on their own usually you see these souped with something yeah. something else yeah um, so in, exactly as we were talking about in the super faction currently that still works totally fine because for example with astromindatarum you're not losing anything if you take a knight, mm -hmm. it's all fine. Although, inevitably, you know, arguably, in Astro Minotaur, you don't need the knights. You've got big tanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that when you take the Imperial Knights, you lose access to certain things, so you can't give them certain relics, which, and hmm. apparently the relics are quite important, but I don't know enough. God. I actually have a full Imperial Knight army, because it's like, um, what if it was? It's eight models. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's similar to uh, custodies in the sense that it's a it's a quick army to paint, um, relatively easy to get on the board quickly. It's more expensive than custodies because uh, even though my army is eight models, um, it's you know at two thousand points, each model's quite expensive, but it's yeah. not crazy. I mean, it's still cheaper than any other army outside of custodies. Yeah. I think. Uh, I will say yeah. at the moment, power level wise, they're not strong because they don't have enough models to hold anything and like none of them have objectives secured. So, you know, a single guardsman holds the objective compared to them. It's, it's right. I suspect... That's why I was saying like, you'll see them taken as, as like buddies yes. or whatever, allies. Yeah. yeah. So they might be taken as additional firepower that the player just feels they just don't have otherwise, you know? Yeah. Uh, or yeah. I mean, they hatch. They 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 go through. You know, um, from what we've seen so far, the few editions that they've existed, they have a broken period too. They did um, yes. When they first yeah. released as a new model line, everybody bought them because they were really really strong, and they very quickly became the meta definer. Every list yeah. they didn't you didn't care about space marines. Every list you had to ask, can I beat knights? Knights yes. were the gatekeeper list. I remember it very well. I think it was sixth when they released. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they they dominated because they were quick to get on the board. They were cheap compared to other armies. Um, anyone could play them because the cognitive load is essentially nothing because it's six models. Uh, you just move forward as a big ball of death. Or or you just stand and shoot when like oh sure like yeah. and stuff. It's like yeah. the thing you had to remember was your tactics and stuff. You had to use your stratagems. Yes. Yeah, you um, had to so rotate like, okay, your ion gonna... shields. Ion shields, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to rotate my ion shield so you can't kill me, and now I'm going to shoot a whole bunch of stuff and uh, yeah. wipe wipe your army off the board. They, um, But yeah, they tend to be, if they're the feature army, they tend to, you know, just buttoning that up, tend to have a buddy with them in terms of, like, guard or admech or something to hold a point. And it used to be to also farm some CP yes. in there, uh, which is not how it is anymore. No. But uh, they don't typically get played on their own. Um, you could see it still, you know, they got the armagers and things like that. Sure. Um, you could could see it done. Uh, and who knows, that might be something that comes up in the future. If nobody is trying to counter them, well, gee, well, because like a time. Uh, so my general understanding for that is that, for example, um, so, you know, we just talked about Astro Militarum and we mentioned that you could take an all tanks list, right? Mm -hmm. And I still said but they're kind of a weak faction. It's because there is so much anti-tank out there. For example, Drukari, the current uh, meta-dominating army, their transports, which they need just to move their troops around and are very cheap, can take three Dark Lances each or something ridiculous. And that that's a popped tank. Uh, and it's going to be yeah. a popped Imperial Knight as well. And that's just one of their dudes. So, you know, if you have like six Raiders or six uh, Ravagers, or whatever they're called, Raiders, um, that's, I mean, you're losing one to two knights a turn, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's like, you can't have Crazy. that. Yeah, you can't so. do that. So but obviously, yeah, knights are cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the fluff is, is actually kind of neat, because these are, it's like feudal um, systems, basically, of like the people that protected the planets and defended the planets before, kind of, you know, as warlords do, consolidated mm. power and became like their own almost dynasties on certain worlds yeah um and uh you know that's what you're fielding when you put these on the board is you know ten thousand year old weapons of of domination basically yes uh, you know yeah yeah, yeah. um play this style was wise the world safe mm, yeah sorry mm. no i was just very quickly play style wise um so every model has to do everything because you only have six to eight models um yeah generally you are better at shooting but you have to move up to take points and that's where they kind of fall flat a little bit um yeah. because although they are big and strong and stompy they're not like currently although they have issues with holding objectives it seems that they also aren't quite as killy as they need to be especially when you factor in all the different matchups they would have to face against because in a tournament yeah. again there's no roster you need an army that can both handle with hordes and high armor um and elites and it's like it's yeah it's just very difficult for them whatever you end up getting you're going to want to end up magnetizing them because like throughout time we've cool. seen oh the shooty castellan is is the boss and then it's like oh like glass said you, you kind of want mixed right now if you're going to try and do it or like yeah. uh, you know, there was a period in Eighth also where um, they would just rush up um, some of the melee builds and stuff, and and just like crush you. And they had an army to the side or something of something else, guard, whatever it happened to be, marines, something like that. And uh, they yeah. would just like bullet in, you know, slingshot one of these guys in at you, mm. and and have a melee something up. So it's like just keep your options open if you're going to start collecting knights. You know, magnetize, be able to have your guy be melee all shooty or a mix yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I would also say, f final note there to people that want to actually collect this army, totally, you know, hey, they're cool models, okay? Let's not they mess are. around, they're cool models. Um, you might see in your codex, there are a bunch of different kind of names. They mm -hmm. all come from like the same three boxes. Um, so yes. if you're trying to find what whatever it's called, I don't know. Uh, I think the actual name on the GW site on the box is called the Warden. But the mm -hmm. Warden is also like two or three other models of Knight as well. Um, so if you're trying to figure out, oh, where's this model? Uh, they all come from the same kit. Uh, and then the only other two are the Castellan and the Valiant, I think. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's like if you, with the big knights, like the armagers, it's kind of the same way too, where it's like, depending on if it, what arm you give it, you know, and therefore what gun it has or, or melee weapon it has, that could be an entirely different named model. Yeah. Yes. So you might be on there searching, oh, I want a knight valiant or whatever it's called, and or yeah. gallant, I think is what it was, uh, That and it's like, oh, it's not showing up anywhere, and it's like, no, it's actually in the warden box or whatever it happens to be. Yes. Um, something to that effect. You know, I don't have the exact names right there, but no, but yeah, it's, it's there, you know, there it's buried in there somewhere. You just change the arm. It's a whole other different kind of night, whole other data sheet. Yes, exactly. It's not just like, um, Oh, uh, Hey, am I just taking a warden and changing the, uh, chainsaw to a melter? No, that's a different model. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is one ca named character knight who pops who when you kill pops out into being a little dude. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about him. I don't know if he's good or bad. Um, but that that's exists. that Rex guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know his something name, Rex. Yeah. I I bought him because he's the only model that is uh, you know um he's a character and like uh he like he he only has the one loadout. You don't have to decide. You don't have to magnetize it. You're just like, all right, he does that. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's also a very Mechanicum flavor of that if you want to paint it and build it and model it that way. And if you're, one of your thing of your super faction that you're collecting is also Mechanicum, that would look really nice because you can have the colors all, you know, matching and stuff like that. Mm. Make it look more cyborg-y and stuff. So, like, if you're collecting these as part of a super faction... That's a really cool way to do it. Is like if you also have admech, kind of model your knight more admechy. Yep, yep, you can do that, and that all comes in the same kit. Yep, exactly. Okay. It's just your choice. Yeah. Uh, Fluff, do you do you know any books? Uh, there was one actually. There, it's a very short story. I forget the name, but if you go on Black Library and type in, you know, knights or whatever Imperialis, whatever the hell it's called. Um, it'll pop up and it's, it's like a 15 minute read or something, but it was all right. It just kind of like talks about the, the selection of a recruit and stuff like that. And like how the mind, like, okay, so there's a machine spirit inside of these. And each time that a different pilot plugs in, it's like a little bit of the knight's personality of the machine goes into the human and a little bit of the human's uh, personality goes into the machine. And uh, so after 10,000 years of doing this and several different pilots having run these things, they're, they're, it, it just goes into that, you know, what it's like plugging into that and the experiences and past memories and, you know, stuff, sure. stuff that's like, you know, the anger that's flooded into the machine or whatever, hope or fear, or 
whatever. Awesome. I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah. It's a cool. It's an interesting thing for the fluff and backstory. But okay. I, it's not an audio book. You're gonna have to actually read that one. But it's short. read a book. Oh, I'm books. out. No, it's not yep. how I roll. You can't do it while you paint. Like that's the whole thing. That's that's one of the things that served me so well. Is I I like actually painting and listening to an audio book. So sure. like I me I won't... too actually yeah me too. Yeah. So like I won't get into a series for example like Cyphus Kane I got really disappointed because there's only a few that are actually um audiobooks and there's actually several more books that I haven't heard yet because they have not been updated and recorded as audiobooks so it's just kind of upsetting I would like to continue on with that but I'm not going to do that because my hobby time is so limited um sure. that I I can't like if I can do two with to you know at once that's what i'm gonna do every time awesome. uh, so yeah awesome okay cool well awesome. i haven't read anything uh from i can't really say i can't really say <laughs> that. um the only thing i can tell you is that like the main series for them is by andy clark it's called king's blade that's the first one second one is called knight's blade and they're not on audible so there you go that's all I know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What, what else could I say? Yep. I probably won't ever read them. <laughs> there you go. One of these days, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think maybe. we've lost our uh, GW sponsorships like five times in the past two episodes. <laughs> like, Space Marines are stupid. I'm never reading this book. This book was awful. This and that. Real talk, everybody. Real talk. Um, so uh, what else do we got? We got... Uh, what would this be? Um, Officio Assassinorum? Uh, well, I figure we should just kind of chuck Inquisition and Officio Assassinorum together, right? Okay. So, so yeah. So, so these are more yeah. support, right? They're not a feature. Yeah, they're, they're, they're one of these... They're like, so we mentioned them briefly. Um, there are a lot of rules, for example, in the Adeptus Sororitas Codex that say um, your army must be completely taken up uh you know made up of adeptus sororitas models um except for these models um agents of the imperium they're called yeah and uh this is them uh they will have the keyword agents of the imperium it means that they can go into almost every faction and they don't break the sub factions the the super doctrines etc for those factions they're, they're little additional models you can take generally when I think of Inquisitors, I think of Eisenhorn, mm -hmm. um, because obviously he had the the big book series. Um, I don't really have a huge amount to say about these fluff-wise. They're super cool. You can take a big, strong, you know, psychic model as your leader, yeah. and that's cool. But that's about. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're good. I don't know. There you go. I don't have much to say about them, really. Oh, there's yeah. assassins, aren't there? Right. Yeah, assassins. Yeah, of course. Too. Of that's, course. Uh, yeah. that's a really interesting one um, because, like, coming from Kill Team, we had a roster, right? Like, your list was built from the roster you submitted in a tournament, and so it's like, even if my list is only five models, I still had twenty on the roster, so I could flex and tailor to what the opponent was bringing, and what was kind of cool. Uh, when I was looking at knights and stuff, at least at the end of Eighth, not knights, uh, space marines and stuff, um, there was the ability to not have a detachment and stuff like that. Like you just leave points aside, and then it was like agent requisition sanctioned or something like that. Like you would pay some CP, 
and you would reserve points because they were all pretty similar in points, if not the same. I can't remember exactly. But all of a sudden, you could bring in an assassin into your list, and there are different flavors of assassins. Some are anti-psyker, some are you know really good at shooting, some are melee beat sticks, stuff like that. And it was kind of it was really cool because you could tailor which assassin you were bringing to the enemy that you were fighting, um, in in eighth edition. And uh, I think it's that way still in ninth. Uh, but it's something to you know kind of think about because it's like you know anything that you can tailor specifically, you're locked into a take all comers list in ninth edition. Sure. So being able to flex a little bit and and take something that goes goes hard against the, the opponent that you're coming up against uh i don't know i just always thought that was kind of neat so yeah obviously i think we both like that because it's practically like a roster it's, it's like yeah it's the most basic you can actually make a choice about list building at the table which right you and i both love i mean that's yeah, part like, of why I've we like your it. list yeah i know that you are take i've seen your faction i've seen your list and now yeah. i'm going to take a thing that is kind of good against that, right? Like the best sure. that it can, For sure. you know, out of the options that I have available of the four or whatever, five, uh, this is, you know, what's really good there. And so that was kind of cool for me, uh, the idea, right? Like I liked yeah. that on paper a lot. Yes, definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. Um, it, I'll, I'll be honest, it took me a while to figure out how you, like, <laughs> you know, as a new player, wait, how does this work? You just take 100 points and then you just get to swap yeah. it? Um. But yeah, like now that I get it, it's like yeah, you—it's literally a roster. You just say, okay, yeah. this is what I want. Yeah, you just leave like a hundred some points open, and it's kind of like you yeah. know before the game starts, it's like this is this is the, the assassin type. It's like okay, I've got a hundred budgeted or whatever towards an assassin, but I don't have to choose what assassin it is until I already have the gift of information. Awesome. And that's you know what I'm gonna gonna do there. So yeah, it seemed really cool. And then plus I have a. What is it? The uh, Kalidus assassin, the the lady assassin, yeah. the thing. I I have a metal one. Kalexus, I think. But yeah. Yeah, or Kalidus. There's Kalidus and there's Kalexus. Oh. Anyways, yeah. It's not a Vindicare because that's the shooty kind, and it's not the destructive running kind. It's the <laughs> kind that changes or whatever. And more. Sure. Anyways, I I just God, so much exposition for simply saying I won one of those at my first ever tournament. <laughs> that was an old metal sculpt. Um, from like second or third edition, uh, so I've had this thing for a couple years and wanted to use it somehow. Maybe I'll build it and paint it up. And if I run mono guard ever from my super faction, I have an assassin. Yay! Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's the feature done. A mere hour and a half. So, um, do we want to very quickly jump on to uh, our normal thing, like games played? We're here, why yeah, not? Yeah, so, yeah, let's just do games played real quick. Uh, you want to go first or me? Um, I haven't played anything. Uh, I have a game scheduled for tomorrow. Um, I have played at a Kill Team tournament, though. But I'm, I'm, I'm you know, this is 40k, I'm not really going to talk about it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there you go. I played in a Kill Team tournament instead of a 40k tournament. Boom. Similar here. I'm, uh, okay. I was, I'm finishing up a Kill Team tournament. I'm running guard. Um not doing particularly well uh, okay <laughs> and that's that's it that's all the games i've played fair enough fair enough um no hobby um nope no plans for the month like no hobby accountability here you're going well, away i mean here's the thing yeah i'm gonna be out of town and 
I, I'm, I need Utsickle to take Ooh. a whole bunch of marine models from me to clear up space to start building my stuff. Like, I'm working towards this. It's just like, geez, I've had these in, my, in the place where I build from, you know, a BAO list from 2020 that, you know, quarantine shut down uh, just sitting here for that long. So I need to get rid of this stuff and uh, get building some bugs. Did we get disconnected? Awesome. No. Um, okay. I'm currently typing to somebody uh, that I had to mute because otherwise you would hear my incredibly loud mechanical keyboard. Uh, and once we hang up, I will tell you why that is so exciting. Let's just say. <laughs> so, so because we're releasing this in like two weeks, everybody already knows. But I now know what's being shown this Saturday. Okay, what is it? I mean, if everybody's I, no, already no, got no, 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 no. This I'll is tell, news, Glass. This I'll is news. I'll tell you once we hang up. It's fine. No, but then it's going to have to be in another episode, and it'll be two weeks too late or well, whatever. Well, no, but it's Kill Team. It's Kill, so it's not 40K, so it doesn't matter. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you. All right. Obviously, but, like, this okay. isn't 40K news. Um, All right. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, I'm playing a game. I'm taking 1,000 points, Tyranids. I finally realized why I'm only playing 1,000 points uh, instead of 2,000 points. Apart from, So I was doing that originally to learn the game. You know, I went 500, 1,000. And I suggested to my friend, hey, do you want to do 2,000 this time? I thought it'd be that, you know, let's get it done. Um, and he pointed out something that I knew but had just kind of forgotten <laughs> is that because I just go around to his house to play, uh -huh. there's, there's literally nowhere we can like we don't have that much room oh we can only fit two boards otherwise we'd have to play floor hammer and we're old we're not going to do that yeah you know dude yeah, yeah. knees and back Save yeah knees no and chance back. no chance so that's why we're playing thousand points because we can only fit the two you know 22 by 30 inch boards on on the table gotcha well when yeah. things open up you know more than uh you'll be getting out there. well no that's the thing though it is open up now like if i wanted to like because you know i played a tournament over the weekend if i wanted Jeez, to go blast. in I tried to give you an out you know no 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 <laughs> no no outs here this just is you. now i have to officially say you know i can't just go to my friend which is easy because he lives 15 minutes from me you know just drive there um i can't yeah. just do that i have to actually say okay i'm gonna go into central london I'm going to get off at London Bridge. I'm going to walk 10 minutes down the road uh, with with my 40k, 2,000-point army. And I go to play a game for, what, minimum four hours? Like, after work? That's so... Like, this is actually yeah, the is worst part of, of 40k for me now. It gets quicker. I've been having, like, the the last couple of tournament games that i played i wish they would do another one of those because like mm. the tts was cool but that was like three hours so it wasn't oh too bad well don't forget i'm doing four hours at a thousand points like i'm terrified oh. of what two thousand oh. points is going to be yeah you know like gen like yeah. we're both slow players he's a very slow player um i'm not exactly fast uh <laughs> you know uh i i think Just at the moment i totally did yeah no i think at the moment we probably play at about the same speed but for example okay. when we go over to kill team which is of course a rule set that in theory we both know quite well i'm a faster player than he is that's all gotcha yeah, yeah. so i'm very slow at 40k because i don't know the rules obviously um and yeah there you go that's it i think yep that's it certainly next week 
I will have definitely played games because I'm playing one tomorrow and I'll have probably played a second. Um, so, you know, lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure uh, chatting with Glass and having you guys here, you know, with us vicariously in spirit. And, uh, you know, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and all that wherever you're hearing this. Right? Yes. And uh, check out uh, Glass Half Dead and Beernid 40K on YouTube if you want to hear us talk about a game that we are good at on a do a 40k if you want to see some dead channels go check those out yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. thank you very much for watching everybody uh you know what contact one of us in our discords facebook pages youtube channels whatever tell us what you're thinking of the podcast because obviously we're just kind of riffing here we, we're yeah. not being particularly concise which let us know what you would like to see how you're finding it so far um so that we're not just kind of like put pushing away our listeners because like oh actually i don't care about the feature i just wanted to hear you guys talk about games why are you doing this to me you know right uh, that'd be cool yeah yeah anyway uh this has been andy been Birinid. uh we'll see you next week presumably a thursday assuming yes. i have time to do these things all right i hope you've had a good day and continue to have a good day goodbye